You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I uh, pray <laughs> that you're having a great and wonderful day. I've had some te- technical difficulties. That's why we're late getting started, playing a little music in the background. We can cut that off in a minute. Um, um, I want to welcome you to When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. This is the Bread of Life segment. We do this um, every Friday. <laughs> See, I'm all messed up. We do this every day, every Sunday. Amen. There's a, a broadcast. Amen. And I'm uh, excited about everything that God is doing. Amen. Uh, real quick, I want to remind you of uh, some other things that we got going on. Amen. Uh, with other different broadcasts, I'm trying, still working, trying to make sure this thing is working properly on the, on the grid of life. Amen. So just give me a minute and we're going to continue on with that. Amen. But I'm excited to be here with you, you know, today. I want to remind you about his his his, his abounding broadcast with Minister Vanessa Williams. Amen. It's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Amen. Um, she's been on a um, sabbatical for not a sabbatical, but take, have taken some time out. So we will have a fresh um, uh, and a new broadcast for you coming on this Tuesday. Amen. Amen. So that's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. The Clan the French work with Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon. Uh, of course, I do Friday Night Joy and um, uh, with friends at 7 p.m. Bread of Life is like today. It's actually the first and the fourth Sunday. Amen. 
and what about the fifth standard that shows up um, during the year? So it's the first and the fourth standard, basically, okay? Um, next Sunday, Reverend Robin White should be with us. Amen. So we're excited about that. Um, Pastor Paul Morgan is, does Challenge to Change on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Amen. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is coming up in the next week, right? Uh, first on um, first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and Beautiful Reverend Novita Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McAmey is every third Monday of the month. Amen. At 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, the body of one with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. It's every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour three, real life, real men, real talk with myself, Elston Green, Cleophus Malone, Tyron Rose, and Antonio Mitchell. It's every second Sunday at 7 p.m. We do have a, a weekly um, prayer called Midday Glory Prayer, Reverend Gwen Dixon. Amen. And that's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Amen. Uh, this, the free conference call number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. We're excited about what Reverend Gwen is talking about because it's going to try to tie into what we're going to talk about for a little bit too. Um, she's talking about forgiveness, and we're going to talk about the forgiving, and this is part one of a series that we will be doing. Amen. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer, and we'll go ahead and get started from there. Amen. Father God, we come today first to say thank you. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your grace, God, and your mercy that you've shown us, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for knowing that we are forgiven, that you paid the price for on the cross for our sins. You paid the price on the cross for every mistake that we made. We thank you in advance, Lord Jesus, that you've given us a second and third chances. We thank you for those, Lord Jesus, that accept you as their Lord and Savior. But we even thank you for those, God, that will come to the throne of grace. Those who realize that there was no one like you, Lord Jesus. No one can do the things that you do. So we are grateful. We will forever give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, uh, the, the forgiven. This is part one of the series. And one of the things I want to start off by saying that uh, in the in the Old Testament, I mean in the New Testament, Jesus went through the the Bible. I mean went through his life healing and telling people that their sins are forgiven. And we're gonna talk later on. We're gonna um, we're gonna um, discuss some of those things, those healings that Jesus did, miraculous healing. That how many times he was told, "Hey, um, your sins are forgiven." Or uh, go in peace and sin no more, you know, on, on different occasions. So we're going to talk about that. But I want to start off uh, and, um, uh, and use the background of um, John, First John chapter 1, verse 9. And we're going to get into First John chapter 1 and all of that. Amen. Amen. But what it says is that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us about us, our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this was the whole purpose that he, that he was going to do. You know, and, 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 you know, we always put this description God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But the other part of that is that what we need to understand the son was willing to give his life for us. Okay. Uh, so we here, if we receive this, we are the, the forgiven. We have been forgiven. Okay. When Jesus died on the cross, everything was paid for at the cross. You know, all your ups, all your downs, all your tears, your uh, everything, every price you can imagine, sickness, disease, it was paid for at the, at the, at the cross. Okay. All right. So again, let me read this again. So if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all us, us, ours, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness, you know, to cleanse us through those, cleanse us from those things that do not please God. Okay, and Romans um, chapter ten verse nine said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, if you confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus, that the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and that should believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, that should be saved. You know? So that takes it a further. You know? When Jesus came, he takes a little bit further. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for the sins of the whole world. He died for the just and the unjust. Okay? But there's a part of it. All we got to do is receive him. Okay? In other words, we can't continue in sin and everything. Um, even though as we've been forgiven, we can't continue. We got to receive Jesus Christ. Got to have to accept Him as our Lord and Savior. But if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall be believe in Him in thy heart, that God has raised Him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Okay, confess, confession, confession of, of our sins, and confessing that we believe in Jesus Christ. Those things are, are needed. In us to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and one of the scriptures that this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it comes from Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. It says, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land." You know that Old Testament. Um, um, scripture comes into play even for us right now. That I believe, and this is just my opinion, I believe that America needs to go through a healing process. Yes, we're living in the last day, but they have turned completely uh, in many ways away from God. Okay? When you say how, I mean, all you got to do is just pick up a newspaper. I mean, there are probably more murders than ever before. There's more hate. I mean, everything has been has intensified. And, it's, and I believe that it's because the coming of Jesus Christ that is soon, okay, that the end of days is coming soon, okay? So not everybody is going to get this part. That's why he said my people. Not everyone is called by his name, you know. Some people go to the church, go to the church or uh, mainly because they think it's, just, it's their religious duty to do so, but don't have a relationship with Christ. The thing is, he's talking to those people that have a relationship with him. You know, I believe that we can probably stop a lot of things from happening in the world that we live in if we choose as a nation to seek after the things of God and as a people seek after the things of God. Amen. I believe that if my people that are called by my name, whose name is that? The name of God. You know, whose name is that? The name is our Lord, you know, seek his face. We already know, in this case, he's saying that we already know who um, who he is because he called us his people. So we can identify him, you know, but forgive their sins. That means we are forgiven, y'all. We don't sometimes, sometimes understand the great price that was paid for on the cross for us. Even me, sometimes I have to, like, God, just like, you forgave me for this, and you forgave me. Because the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the of the glory, come short of the glory of God. Okay, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done that. We've all made mistakes. We've all thought wrong thoughts. We've all did wrong things. And some things that we did was intentionally, and some things we didn't was unintentionally, but it was still wasn't right. You know, and I was talking with someone earlier uh, about um, um, committing a sin and everything, and know that you're committing a sin. That the one thing that the, when the Holy Spirit convicts, the worst thing in the world that can happen when that conviction don't take place anymore, that you keep doing something over and over and over and over again, that you don't no longer feel convicted. You know it's wrong, but then you don't turn turn what is uh, wrong and make it seem like it's right because there's no conviction there. You know, don't Holy Spirit, don't leave me, convict me, okay? All right, forgiven of our sins. We are forgiven, okay? I was looking in, in my notes and I looked at, um, this is, I read First John, I read the uh, natural, we're going to read the, from the fourth verse, it's First John 1, and said, and said, and these things write we unto you, that your joy may be filled, may be full. This then is the message we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say 
if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie, okay, and do not the truth, okay? But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another and, and y'all, the blood of Jesus Christ, okay? Why is that important? The blood of Jesus Christ is his son that cleanses our all from sin. And read seven again. But if we walk in the light and he is the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. You know, we should have a fellowship or a relationship with God. You know, and as that relationship develops with God, that relationship we should have with one another. One of the commandments Jesus gave. He said that you love you love one another. This way the world will know that you are my disciples. Relationship, loving one another. And it says, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleansed us from all the sins. All sins. Everything. All of our sins. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Okay, let me continue to read it. Verse 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. There are few people, not mentioning nobody's name. They said they don't have any sin, so they don't have that to, to ask God to forgive themselves for. They deceive you. You're being deceived, okay? Uh, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth, guess what? that's the other part of it. And the truth is not in us. The truth is not in us. You know? In other words, you are walking lie. <laughs> you talking about you ain't got no sin. You know what? And I think, I think I that the pops up also to me is the fact that a lot of time when we say that we don't have any sin, we're so we're busy looking at somebody else's and what they're doing, and we're quick to judge because in our eyesight we ain't doing anything wrong. We may not have did what they did, but you know, if all of us are falling short of the glory of God and there is no, nothing good in man, guess what, y'all? You know, the possibility of us even even thinking of things. Jesus told the, the the people at the time, he said, look, if you think in your heart of committing adultery, you have you've already committed adultery. So even thinking of a thing is, is considered to be, he considered it to be um, sin. You know, and what I mean by thinking, I mean dwelling on it or whatever. If you have that lusting in somebody and you, you know, in your heart and stuff like that, you're sinning. You know, you're sinning. Amen. So if we we say that we have no sin. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse nine said, "But what I read earlier said, if we con- but if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us, us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." He is just, but He's not just just. He's faithful also. There was a price that was paid for on the cross for you and me. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been, you know, I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care how broke you are. I don't know what kind, I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the, what language you speak. Jesus Christ paid a price for us so that we can be free of sin. He, we can be free of sin. Free. We don't have to continue our, our life doing those things that we don't, don't like. You know, whatever they might be. For some, it may be lying. For others, it may be forking. For somebody, it may be a somebody else, It may be an envy. Whatever, whatever it is. It might be stealing. You know, whatever it is. No matter, no matter how small you think it is or how massive it can be, you know, and stuff like that, God... You know, has forgiven us. Jesus Christ has forgiven us. He paid a great price on the cross so that we can be forgiven of sin. Why? Because God so loved the world. Because his, his father loved the world. That he wanted us to be in right relationship with him. That was the whole you know, the thing of, of creating Adam and everything like that. In relationship. You know, in relationship. We can We can do that. You know, we can be that. We can do it. We can trust God. We can love on God and everything because He loves us. He loves us so much. You know, He you know He He only wants what's is best for you and best for me. Okay, forgive it. A lot of times when I think about this, and we we'll probably get in detail about it later, uh, later date. 
But a lot of times when I think about that, that a lot of times that we we know that Jesus Christ has forgiven us. And um, um, like I said, uh, Reverend Grant is talking a little bit more, but do we forgive others? You know, or better yet, do we forgive ourselves? You know, for mistakes that we made, or do we beat ourselves up, or that do we judge ourselves to a point where we can't move or can't go forward because we get into a place where we're depressed about what has taken place in our life? Not not just what some people come by that did, but what we have done and everything uh, of that nature, you know. But we are forgiven if He that is the Son of the Living God has forgiven us, then shouldn't we not forgive ourselves? Should we not forgive others too? God said it, really. He said, hey, look, if you don't forgive others, I ain't going to forgive you. He said that. I didn't mean it. It's in your word. Amen. But shouldn't we forgive ourselves? Amen. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, cleanse me. You know, sanctify me, you know, make me whole again, heal me, deliver me, all that, that all that just pointed all of the healing and deliverance, you know, that needs to take place in our lives, you know, all the strongholds that are broken, being broken, you know, all the, <laughs> all the, 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 the stuff that has come up against us, you know, whether it be sickness or disease, being broken and everything like that, being broken, you know, we want to be in a place where we're broken before God. We're contrite before him. You know, that he would come and say, hey, look, you are forgiven. You know, I, I paid the price for you. You know, my son paid the price for you on the cross. Forgive him. Okay. Um, I want to jump down. Okay. I want to jump down to Romans. We're going to read Romans. Um, this is Romans 10. Um, verses 8, started verse 8. It said, What say it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's it. That's it, y'all. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just gave the the jewels right there to get to him, to have that intimate relationship. And now, then you have to go live further than that, of course, because then it, it, you you have to, you know, be around um, believing um, people that can disciple you and teach you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you have to study the word. But that's that's the that's the key to the kingdom right there. That's the key to the kingdom. That's it right there. Confession with your with your mouth, you know, believing with your heart. The door is open for you right then and there. You can say to yourself, happy birthday, you know, because then uh, what the Holy Spirit will begin to do, and that's for the Holy Spirit, the gifting of the Holy Spirit. He will begin to reveal himself to you, you know. He'll begin to put people in your path. But you are forgiven. But you got to confess with your own mouth. Nobody can do it for you. Mama can't do it. Daddy can't do it. Your pastor, the bishop, the apostle, none of, nobody can do it. Your best friend, your wife, your husband can't do it. They can't do it for you. This is a decision that you have to make for yourself. Joshua told the people to choose this day who you're going to serve. For as, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is a decision that you have to make. No one can make the decision for you. And, and my thing is, is the long that you have breath, you know, you can ask for it. Lord, forgive me. You can ask for it. Lord, come into my life. Lord, come into my heart. Change me, you know. Change me. It's already completed. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He was talking about you and me. He said it was finished. Verse 11, let me read on. Oops. That's on my tablet. For the scripture says, Whosoever believed on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto 
on that call upon him. The same Lord. This right. This this just showed you. It ain't about your background. It's not even about your culture or what race you are. Well, we all human race. But uh, wh- 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 where are you from, or whether you speak with a, 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 a <laughs> Jewish, or whether you Greek, or whether you black, or you white. That's the world, y'all. The world has got caught up in that color, you know. And stuff where this the black church or this the white church or this the Spanish church, you know God don't care nothing about that. He said, He said, my people. He said, let my people that are called by His name, my people. Okay, He doesn't care that we're the one to put emphasis on color and everything. They said that the the Sunday is probably most um, divisive day of the week because everybody's in their own little corner going to whatever church is about. No, what church you go to? You go to a black? No, I go to a Jesus church. I go to a church that believe in the, the Holy Ghost. I'm going to go to a church that believe in the gifting of the Holy Spirit, that where it works and uh, um, faith and all those things are being done. I go to a church that believes in miracles man, that can be done, that the healing uh, can take place, that the blind are uh, 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 getting their sight back, that the lame are walk for those that are downtrodden and beaten up can be have their 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 hope restored. That's the kind of church we need to be a function with. Not black, not white, no Puerto Rican, not Mexican, not whatever, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, but a church that prays and worship God in spirit and in truth. Because the price is already prepared for the whole world. Jesus just did not die for everybody in the United States or everybody in Egypt or everybody in Canada or Britain. No, he died for the for the whole world. For the whole world, y'all. And I'm not and I'm not pre- preaching that um all inclusive message because there's a part that you have to take place. There's something you have to do. You have to receive him. He's knocking on your door, but you have to receive him. Your sins have been forgiven, but you still gotta say, Lord, here am I. You still gotta confess him that he's he's Lord, he's Jesus Christ, and you still gotta be- not only confess, but you still gotta believe it in your heart. You still gotta believe it in your heart. You know, there are some people that are not willing to even say those words. Or if they do say it, they don't mean it. They're just going through it. I mean, I can't, I mean, we don't know. But we know that there are people do that, you know. You know, or they're doing it um, because, like this, like I said before, that their family members are doing it. But we need to get to a point. But you got to do those things in your heart, man. You know, and who better see your heart than God? He knows your heart. You know, he knows whether you're confessing and, and you're repenting and everything like that, um, and whether you're doing it for other people around you or whether you're doing it because you're for real, for real. You know, when you really want God to come into your life and to just to break, um, you know, break down the, the barriers and the things that block you and to, to begin to heal um, holistically within you, you know, that's body, mind, and soul. Holistically, isn't it? And then when that, that, that healing began to take place, we realized the power of forgiveness. Then we're willing to forgive other people. We are. We're willing. Like, you know what? I ain't, I'm not taking this. I've been holding on to this thing for a long time. I forgive you for what you did to me. You know? You know, why, why am I forgiving you? Because Jesus Christ forgave me. And he that is Lord and, and Savior and the creator that was in the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega forgave me and died on the cross for me. Truly, I can forgive you. And guess what? He forgiven you too. Truly, y'all. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. All we got to do is call upon him. God, help me. God, I'm in a place of despair. God, come and rescue me. God, I don't know what to do next. God, come and hear my prayer. God, my, my mom, my brother, my sister is sick. They need a healing. God, please deliver me. Show me your way. Show me your glory. Moses said, show me your glory. Show me your desires that you have for my life, that I might walk worthy of the vacation that you have called. God, show me you, Jesus. Show me you. 
Amen. It says, um, verse 13 says, For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It said, not will be, not maybe, but shall be saved. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, y'all. That's it. You shall be saved. You know, he's not, he's not going to deny himself from you. But there is something that has to take place within you to reach out to him. He's there with open arms for you and for me. You know, let's not get it twisted. People want to put preachers and pastors and bishops, everybody on a pedestal. We ain't no pastor, a previous pastor, um, um, Pastor Robson, you tell him, he's like, I'm mud from the mud pile. I know, take it from my man and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we'll mess up, mess up something just as much as you will, you know. But we know that God is willing to forgive us, you know. We willing, we know that Jesus has paid the price for us. On the, on the cross, we are the forgiven. We are the forgiven. Yeah, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, verse 13, 13, the Lord shall be saved. And how then shall they call on him in whom they are have not believed? See, it goes back to what I said before. It has to start within your heart. You confess with your mouth, but it has to be in your heart. Man, and if it's not in your heart, you you, you sit them saying that you don't believe in God, but you're saying it just for the sake of for somebody else or whatever. You know, it says, it says let me read it again. It says, how should they believe in whom they have not heard? No, let me go back to 14. How should they, how then should they call on him whom they have not believed? How should they believe in him whom they have not heard? They ain't heard the word. Okay. Have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? Okay, that's, that's the one spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And how shall they preach except they be sent? You know, all these has a has a has a play on it. Okay, <coughs> how shall they preach except they be sent? You know, in order for you to hear the word, someone had to be sent. Okay, and then not only for you to hear the word, you had to believe when the word come. But you first had, but you can't believe if you've never heard the word. The word has to has to come and and and, and touch your heart. It has to do a change in your heart. Okay, okay, and it says how should they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings, tidings of good of good things. That's what they do. I was talking to someone um, early the, uh, this week, and they was talking about they didn't feel like they was um, called to preach and everything. And I, I told them, I said, look, all of them, of course they were, okay? But all of us are called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't, you know, they, they, they people. sometimes people look at a preacher or because or, they're ordained or whatever, oh, yeah, then they in different. No, we're not. They, all of us. Some of the greatest salvation took place uh, of people in life. You hear about the testimony took place on the job, you know, or took place in the grocery store, you know, <laughs> or took place in a parking lot and everything like that, you know, took place in like that, not, not, not necessarily in the church, but outside the four walls of the church, you know, outside the four walls of the church because somebody was willing to, to share their testimony or someone was willing to show somebody some love and a, a love that they probably never ever felt, ever felt before or to show them Jesus Christ, okay? You know, to show them Jesus Christ. Uh, verse 16, but they have not obeyed the gospel for Eli- Elias, Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report? So then faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Who would have believed the report? Those that hear <laughs> the word of God. You know, and are quickened by the word of God. That's who's going to believe. You know, and I'm, I'm fortunate we live in a day and time that sometimes we got to go through some stuff before we begin to hear God speak, man. And I'm thinking from experience, bro. You know, sometimes we got to go through some stuff before we begin to hear God speak. But when he speaks, y'all, y'all go back and listen to the series, God, the series, God is still calling your name, you know. But when he speaks, I task and say, hear my Lord, that service here, what would you have me to do? You know, 
Lay past say, God, what you have, I hear you, Lord, what you want me to do, what you have, have me do. But not only hearing them, because whenever God speaks, he's going to always give us instructions. He's going to tell us the things that we need. He's going to give us instructions. You know, he's going to give us instructions. Okay, Lord, what would you want me to, me to do? I'm willing, you know, all because of the price that was paid for. We are forgiving, y'all. We don't have to. And I have to tell myself this a lot, that we don't have to walk or act like when things of life um, give you some limits. <laughs> and I know better when I say, when life gives you some limits, when I have like that, that like, it's time for, we don't have to act like the way we do. It's just have to, as the old folks say, it's just maybe time to make some lemonade or whatever. It's time, I don't know where that came from. But make some lemonade, man. We don't have to be that way. But we do have to trust God and believe him, you know, that he got us. And that he promised never to leave us nor forsake him. Here again, it's one that has forgiven us. It's saying that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Who is he talking to? Again, he's talking to my people. Who is he talking to? Those that he's calling. I believe that Jesus is in the world now, even though all the chaos and craziness that are going on in the world, I believe that there's Jesus waving, saying, come on, come on over here. Come on over here where the feast of the Lord is going on. Come and sit and eat at my table. You know, drink from the the, the, the living well. Drink water and everything, the, the living water, that you would never thirst. Eat, eat, eat the bread of me and stuff like that. You know, I believe that he's he's constantly calling us. The, the, those that in the church are righteous and those that are unrighteous. He's calling those in the world. He's calling for the leadership and, and present. He's calling, y'all, because he loves us that much. The Bible says that God said, it's not my will that any man should perish. The any covers everybody, small and great. And when he says man, that means one, one man, too. That covers everybody. Nobody's left. Come, come on, come to me. All you that lay with her, come to me. And you burden, come on over here to me and everything. There's an outcry that he's doing with us. He does with us, you know, because he wants us to, to know him. He wants us to know him. He says, um, for Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report, this verse 17 of uh, Romans Ten. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, God, open up more of my understanding of you. That, that should be our prayer. That make me understand just the price that was paid for me on that was paid for me on the cross. That I'm forgiven. I don't have to live the same way I used to live. I don't have to be the same way I used to be. I don't have to let no one condemn me because I've already been forgiven. No one, I don't have to let anyone judge me from things I did in my past because those things are, are dead now. And I'm a new man. I'm a new creature. I don't have to do that now because I'm not the same. I've been changed. <laughs> in fact, I have a new name. I don't walk the same way. And so, yeah, you saw me walking 10 or 20 or 15 years ago or 30 years ago a certain way, and you thought that I was still that person, but I am not the same person that I was then. A change has taken place in my life. He changed me <laughs> and set me free. A change has taken place in my life. Knowing that I am forgiven, y'all, that we can walk now. We no longer have to crawl. You know, we're in a place now. We no longer have to drink milk or whatever. We can eat the meat now. We can eat the beef. You know, there's been a change in everything. And that's what this walk does. It changes you. It causes you to grow. And to grow where? Grow Go closer to him, to go right, go in the in the bosom of his holiness, to grow in the understanding of who we are and what God has tasked us to do. You know, we grow. We grow even in our praise and our worship with him. You know, all because of the price when he said, You are forgiven. I forgive you. Amen. I forgive you. I want to go to uh where I want to go. I want to go to I want to read this. I this is did I read this already? I did read this one. Okay. No, I didn't. Hey, Amen. Just bear with me for one minute. I want to. Oh, you know what? I know what I did. This is First John chapter 4, 
uh, begin, but I read the fourth and tenth, but I want to read um, verses one through four. It says, this is important. L- listen to me. It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit where they are of God. Because many false prophets are going into the world. We know that's to be true. It says, hereby know he that the spirit of God. Okay. It says, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Okay. It says, uh, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist, where ye have heard that it shall come. And even now, already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have ever overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than the seed is in the world. We need to understand this. Then. Don't believe every spirit, but try the spirit. You know, we, we're living in a day. I was um, looking online on my, my, my Facebook page, and somebody posted an article about them having a church having a medium as part of the ministry to team to, to reach out to people that have died. Okay. And I cringe because in the Old Testament, okay, even though we're under grace now, and maybe the people are getting that community, you know, but uh, it, it, we know we're under grace. There are still certain things that we should not go, you know, get, get involved with. And mediums and all that kind of stuff is those are, are, are familiar spirits. And um, that's not a good place to be. Okay, it's just not a good place to be. You take those things which you consider to be witchcraft, and you're mixing it with Jesus Christ, and you're saying that it's okay. It's just like um, um, there, there, there are churches that that have witches and warlocks, but they still worship and praise Jesus Christ. There's something wrong with that. You know, there's there are many things wrong. Not something. There is something wrong with that. Um, um, because you you you're mixing what the, the the devil has with Jesus has and what the grace God's grace and mercy off and they're not the same thing, Amen. But even them, they have uh, they have to come to a place to understand that God has forgiven them, but they also have to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. But they can't bring that paganism and all that kind of stuff with it, okay? There are certain things that, and many things, not certain things, but many things that we have in our life, even though we are forgiven, we got to leave it there. We can't go back and grab, oh, say, I just told you that we're supposed to, when the, Jesus said that, look, um, he that the son said free is free indeed. If we're free indeed, then the task for us is not to go and pick up things that we had in the old life to bring into our new life. They don't mix. Okay? They don't mix. You know, and stuff like that. And I believe, but just me, just my, I believe those things. Whatever might be, I don't care what 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 you're doing. And the worst thing again, you want you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay, you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. You want the Holy Spirit to not be grieved, but you want the Holy Spirit to do what Jesus sent it and for us to do is to bring thing all things back to our remembrance and to. Uh, to to bring things, all things back to our remembrance, and to allow us to listen and to be directed to where God wants us to go. Amen. So, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit, whether it be of God, because there are many false prophets that's out there. They're going into the world now. Um, of course, John was talking about what was going on in his time, but they have intensified now, y'all. You know, they have intensified. To a point round now that you got people saying that they don't take all of that. That you got people again going like I said that I don't have no reason to ask God to forgive me. Really, you know, they they don't take that. They, they you have people that believe in more that there are many gods and that they can do things on their own and then believe in the one true God. Then believe in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. You know, but these are the days and the times that we live we live in and I believe that God is quite remember I said that earlier, he's calling out for us, yo. He's calling out for you. I want to read uh where I wanna go. I want to read um, one more scripture. I think yeah, one more scripture, I think. I think I just did that. Romans ten. Nope, I just did that. Okay, I want to do um 
Amen. Y'all bear with me. Amen. God is so good. He is good. Beloved, believe not everything we did that. And we don't want to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews um, um, chapter 6. Okay, we're going to read just a few of these. This um, verses um, 17 to 20. And um, next week, I think, uh, we'll get a, go a little bit further. Amen. It says, where God willing more abundance show unto the heirs of promise immutability 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 of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things of which it was impossible for God to lie he might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast which entered in and to that wherein the veil, whether the forerunner found the why I, I have this in my notes. Amen. But I, I, I don't want to get into that right now, but I want to continue. We'll do that at another time. Okay, we'll do that another time. Look, this is what I want to do. Then we can end right here. This is coming out of James chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. You may be here. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay? The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, you know. You know, um, I should be able to have a communication with my brother and sister if I fall, and my brother and sister to be able to have a communication with me of a confession, not looking at judgment, but but with me in prayer coming through the, to the throne of grace, okay? Coming to the throne of grace and repenting on the Lord. I should be able to do that and everything like that. But in this day and time, that you you just don't know. I mean, we should uh, our relationship with each other, our relationship with God should be foremost. But our relationship with with each other should be to the point that when I'm coming or when someone is coming to me, they say, "Hey, look, I'm coming to God because I messed up." Then we should be willing to say, "Okay, God is forgiving you." Okay. You know, he has forgiven you. Let's pray together. Let's pray for your strength. Let's pray for your deliverance, whatever, and stuff like that. We should be in that type of place. Amen. Um, I don't want to go into further because if I do, I'm getting into some other things that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet. But I do want to go back um, to what I said earlier. Okay. If we confess, and it's coming out of First John chapter uh, 1, Verse 9, we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful and just to cleanse us from from all unrighteousness. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and Lord, Jesus Christ, thou shalt and believe, and shall believe in thy heart that, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved and saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's there for us, y'all. It's there. I don't know about you, but I, 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 need, I need to know, God, that when I make a mistake or when I, that you have forgiven me. You know, I need to know that I can go. I have an advocate with the Father. I have someone that's interceding on my behalf, that he's speaking to the Father. He's speaking for you. Amen. Not just me, but I'm I'm speaking. I'm, I'm me. I. But I'm talking about all of us. Okay. But there was someone that we can go to, someone that loves me just that much, that he was willing to die for me, willing to die for you. Man, that's awesome. Amen. That's awesome. We're gonna probably take this up if not next Friday. I'm not sure. Maybe next Sunday. Reverend Rama come come join us. But. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to quick, quick word, Father, if there's anyone out here, Lord Jesus, that are looking for you today, that are seeking answers, that maybe have done some things in their life that they can't forgive themselves or they've been judged to the point that somebody's ready to crucify, God, we pray that you will come into the midst of them now and begin to sit with them and let them know that you forgave them. 
that you, Lord Jesus, forgave them even on the cross when you said it was finished. We pray that your Holy Spirit would come and change our whole lifestyle around, that they won't be the same, but they would have a Damascus experience like Paul, like Saul, that changed, that name was changed to Paul. So, Father, we pray today, God, that you would prick the hearts of men and women all across the broadcast of those that are listening. You know their private prayers that don't want us to know about except for you. We pray that, Lord Jesus, you will send your ministering angels, God, to restore those things, Lord, that the canker women, the locusts, and the grasshopper, and the palmer worm have destroyed, God. Make it so, Lord Jesus, that they will see you in all things, that they will magnify you and glorify you and give you all the praise and the glory. Oh, God, we pray today that you will bring forth a great healing through all, all the world, not just in the United States, but for all the world. That those that are called, truly called by your name, will begin to humble themselves, God, and to seek your face, Lord Jesus. God, we pray, God, today that they would begin to turn from their wicked ways, turn from anything that does not please you, that we may begin to hear from heaven, and that and you will forgive our sins, Lord Jesus that you will begin to heal the land, for the land is crying out, God, because of the things the men are doing to each other and doing to that which you have created. And, God, we are sorry. We repent today, Lord Jesus. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Show your grace and your mercy, Lord Jesus. Bring us back into right relationship with you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We can't do this without you. Every time we try, we fail. Every time we, we come up with a plan, it doesn't last long. But we need you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and to guide us that that which is truth. And that which is truth is you, Lord Jesus. You are the beginning and the end. You are Alpha and you are the Omega. There is nothing like you in all the earth. We will continue to give you all the praise, the glory. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for listening to the broadcast. I pray that it has been a blessing to you. Amen. Um, be encouraged. You know, seek out the things of God and know that God loves you and I love you too. This is Reverend Ray on the Bread of Life. We're standing up. Don't forget about our other broadcasts. Check out com. Amen. God bless you. Love you much. <laughs>